Greetings from the Vampiric Council of New Orleans. This, dear friends, is for vampire ears only, so if you're not, well, bugger off, please. At any rate, we're wanting to cordially invite you to enjoy an our frivolity for the 2023 Mardi Gras season. To keep abreast of our shenanigans, follow us on many of our social medias. Or come and find us on the magical worldwide spider's web at www.vampcouncilnola.com for all the lascivious details. Bloody hell, there's flapping bats! The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, Episode 20 a cautionary tale. Your Majesty, we are limited in our resources. Does it look like I care? From the hallway of Cardiff House, I stand out of sight of the throne room. Quill looms over a mortal secretary while Marlow watches silently. His chest heaves as he wipes blood from his mouth with the back of his hand. And at his feet is an exsanguinated body on the floor. The air is thick with the rusty scent of Vitae. The key to spying is not getting caught. I whip around to find Archon Locke behind me. I I was just going to... Save your excuses, Mr. Reed. Locke gestures toward the throne room. Shall we? I'm planning to turn myself in. I just didn't want to interrupt whatever that was. That was Odysseus tying himself to a ship's mast in the hope of surviving a siren song. You think Dante was right? He's trying to avoid the beckoning? I do. I fear it has made my cousin erratic. Erratic. That's certainly one way of putting it. Do you want to know a secret, Mr. Reed? Always. While Her Grace does have a vested interest in the stability of the Port Saga Praxis, it was Marlowe who requested my presence. She wrote to me weeks ago, Warning that he was becoming mercurial and violent. I regret I could not arrive sooner. You mean this is new? Very much so. Alexander has a relaxed commitment to the truth and has taken up arms when necessary, but he's never been vicious, bloodthirsty, or short-sighted. The Justicariators assembled a task force to monitor the effects of the beckoning on Camarilla security, and it appears that when kindred of a certain age begin to feel inextricably drawn to foreign lands. They will do anything to stop it. Even if that means drinking thin bloods dry to regain clarity and peace, if only for a few nights. Then why haven't you dealt with him? When Malkavians go off the rails, we take care of our own. But you'd rather stand there and watch him set Lysander's head on fire. He is still Prince, Mr. Reed. Well, he shouldn't be. My hands are tied unless he chooses to abdicate his crown. Which will never happen. Precisely. So, shall we get on with your surrender? I guess we shall. We step out of the hallway and enter the throne room through a grand archway. It's as large as four doors and vaulted, designed to make anyone who walks through it feel small. To... Cover Trident Atlantic, where they held Miss Marlowe. We need to pull personnel from the outlet mall. That leaves the Nosferatu without support from the throne. Have they located Zelda? No, and Grand Courier is not responding. Hmm. Then let them burn. 
Prince Quill, I must insist you bolster the Nosferatu with your forces. The Ventru can wait. I must insist, I must insist, what a bedwetting dandy you are, Locke. It would be a dereliction of duty to her grace if I did not attempt to dissuade you from this course of action. You will not tell me how to run my city, and they are not Toreador. The Ventru attacked my child, your clanmate and cousin. Yet your concern is with sewer rats? I'm embarrassed for you. The Archon's jaw clenches and shoulders stiffen, but he remains quiet. Very well, Your Majesty. I will relay your message. I swear, Marlowe, the Ventru will suffer for what they did to you. I know. And then Quill turns in my direction. Mr. Reed. Elder Prince Quill. I would have thanked you for helping Marlowe escape, but you did kill my sheriff. Your sheriff killed my sire. Ah, yes. Revenge killing. The oldest of kindred sports. Come here, Reed. Quill returns to his throne. A high-backed mahogany chair with elaborate Baroque carvings and red velvet upholstery. I meet him at the foot of the dais. Kneel. Now this is when most vampires kiss their unlives goodbye. Especially if they're American. Did you ever hear the story of that one kindred who refused to kneel and became a Camarilla folk hero for neonates everywhere? No, of course you didn't. Like unicorns and afternoon blood buffets, they don't exist. There was this one poor kid in Moonlight Bay who had been a vampire for a few months, maybe a year. He mistakenly crossed into another clan's feeding territory. Nothing went wrong, no masquerade breach, which generally isn't a huge deal. Pay a boon and go on with your night. But the clan's primogen was scared that she'd look weak if she didn't do anything. So she cashed in a boon with Prince Walsh to scare the kid straight. Court night comes, everybody's there, he brings the kid forward and tells him to kneel. But this kid wouldn't do it. And you could see it on Walsh's face. He's strict, but even he was like, come on, don't make me turn this into a real thing. So Walsh says, all right, you don't have to kneel, but you need to kiss the ring, and holds out his hand. At this point, all the kid has to do is bow. And still, he won't do it. Now, it's a problem. As prince, Walsh can't let him out of it without undermining his own authority. So he says, one last chance. Kneel or bow. And Walsh is just wanting, hoping this kid could dig deep to swallow his pride so he wouldn't have to make an example out of him. But then this kid says, he says, only weak men need others to kneel before them. (laughs) A collective gasp sucked all the air out of the room. Walsh let out this disappointed sigh as the nails of his right hand extended into long, sharp talons. It was like Walsh had daggers for fingers. Then, he ripped the kid's head off. The vampire was so young he didn't even ash. His body collapsed into a heap on the floor and leaked until a pool of his own blood surrounded him. So let this be a cautionary tale. When a prince of the Camarilla tells you to kneel, you get on your knees. Which I do. My apologies, Your Majesty. I take sole responsibility for violating the Sixth Tradition and humbly beg for your mercy. Sole responsibility. 
<laughs> you don't have the talent to destroy a Banu Hakim single-handedly. Anyone who may have assisted me did so under great duress. Let's not be coy. You mean the Bruja and the traitorous Pratt? Yes, sir. Marlow says you'll do anything I ask. As long as you spare them. You have very little to bargain with, Mr. Reed. I asked you to find Adelaide Hale, but I know exactly where she is. Marlow already told me. Marlow didn't tell you where they're going, or when. I can. Tell me. Spare Rebel and Lysander. You are in no position to negotiate. Tell me now. Quill's booming voice penetrates my mind, and his sway takes hold, compelling me to answer. They're taking the yacht, tonight, with plans to set sail in two hours. You have two hours to bring me Adelaide. You know I can't do that. Where's that can-do spirit? I can't take on a half-dozen Ventru. Not by myself. Not in two hours. Sire, may I interject? What do you honestly see in this lunatic? He has good taste in music. Oh, that's right. You hear music. Alexander, you taught me a crucial lesson. Half measures result in half rewards. He can't possibly succeed alone. What if I accompanied him? It would be a grand duet. I am incredibly wise, aren't I? You are, sire. Never mind then. Let them run. After I eliminate the Inquisition, we'll have the manpower to take on the Ventru. You'll lose your window. What? There are six of them. Maybe a handful of ghouls at best. Your point. You're an elder. Archon Locke is an accomplished swordsman, and Marlowe can certainly hold her own. I've seen it. If you want, you can end this tonight. I've made my decision. What are you so afraid of? I beg your pardon. You asked me to find Hale. I've done it. If she flees, who will she bring back with her? What calls will she make? Imagine the damage she can do from outside the city. You have the firepower to end her, and frankly, I don't understand why we're not in a car headed there right now. Sir, the Ventru are on the move. How many? Three vehicles, four armed guards, maybe four or five staff. I've been warned about elders for my entire time as a kindred. They are not to be trifled with. To see you take the field would be a spectacle to behold. Flattery will get you nowhere, boy. Toreador elders do not succumb to serpents' tongues. Deepest apologies, your majesty. But they may be ruined by gossip. What was that, Locke? With the greatest respect to you and your station, hypothetically speaking, if the Toreador sensed an elder prince of the clan had been bamboozled by Ventru, the salons, well, I'm sure it would be fine. Very well. We end this tonight. Locke, Marlowe. The two of you will join me. We will go to the yacht and kill Adelaide Hale and anyone foolish enough to defend her. What about Mr. Reed? He's coming with us. And if he fails to make good on his vow, if his bullets cannot find their targets and he is not up to his elbows in Ventru blood, then I will have Mr. Valentine and Miss Everhart scourged, disemboweled, and tossed before the sun. Do you understand, Mr. Reed? 
I'll need a weapon. Fine. Someone get this man his gun. And may I recommend this time you actually pull the trigger. When we reach the yacht, Quill takes point, sword in hand, flanked by Locke and Marlowe. I cover our rear as we storm the gangway. On the main deck, the Venture are already aboard, finalizing the last of the preparations before setting sail. Taking that which is mine, Adelaide? Seeing us, they draw weapons, and the guards form a barricade in front of Hale and Glass. Alexander. That's Prince Quill to you. A title I formally dispute. I am the Prince of Port Saga, and you have made a grievous error. I give you one chance. Surrender yourself to me, here and now, and I will spare the lives of your fellow kings. I give you one last chance to concede defeat, or I will chain you to this deck and take your head. You have neither the numbers nor the skill. Quill raises a sword, pointing the sharp tip at Adelaide. Stand down or die. Drop your sword. With his attention fixed on Adelaide, her command reverberates through the air, hurling her will into his mind. The sword in Quill's hand wavers, but does not drop. Fighting against the power of her words, he straightens. I will relish watching your ash drift upon the wind. Or yours. The trap springs. While Hale and her small Ventru army stand on the deck, and Quill and the Toreador guard the exit, the Duskborn step out of the shadows. Two dozen strong, led by Keisha Troy with Rebel at their side. Their weapons zero in on Quill. About fucking time. I point my gun at Quill's head. Who are these people? Get off my boat. We're the Duskborn of Port Saga. We're here to avenge our fallen brothers and sisters and mow down any motherfucker who gets in our way. Miss Everhard, bound as you are to me, kill these wretches. Huh. Funny you should mention that. No. Alexander's presence erupts into jaw-dropping magnificence. He radiates with terrifying supernatural divinity. He is too glorious to look upon, and I avert my eyes. It takes every ounce of my control to keep my gun trained on him. I am not dying this night. Titus? Are we doing this or not? On my command. Alexander! Marlowe steps in front of Quill, facing him. Have you betrayed me too, Marlowe? I have never betrayed you, Alexander. I ask you, why do you trust me? You are the only one who has always told me the truth. Then hear me. You are not dying tonight, but you are also no longer prince. The city does not support you, not anymore. I will not submit myself to them. You're too strong to be defeated by these kindred, but they are too unruly to live by your edicts. Do not let them goad you into succumbing to pride. You are savvier than this, and we have time on our side. 
If I do not fight, we will have to run. Run, and she'll blood hunt you. And that blood hunt will become a vendetta spilling to lineages across the globe. Think of our family. It will ostracize us from the Camarilla and our clan. Vendetta is better than submission. Which is when I recall my conversation with Locke. Or you could turn yourself over to the Justicar. What? I get why you won't submit yourself to Hale, but her grace. The Justicar can render judgment if you go with Archon Locke. Mr. Reed, it is equally likely the Justicar will let him walk away with no more than a slap on the wrist. That's true, Prince Hale. But the alternative is we fight. We'll most likely win, but he could take half of us, if not more, with him. We're already careening toward a Shakespearean ending. Let's not miss the turn and end up in a Greek one. Besides, Lawrence wouldn't have wanted this either, even for the man who had him killed. Archon Locke, would you be willing to escort Elder Quill to her grace? I would. Then what say you, Alexander? We wait as the city's fate rests on the pride of one Elder Toreador. If the populace of this seaside dump wants to remain second-rate, they aren't deserving of my masterwork. Quill's aura of magnificence fades, leaving him diminished. Lead the way, Archon Locke. If you allow it, Prince Hale, may I join my sire? You may, Miss Voigt. Before Marlowe leaves, she comes over to adjust the collar of my coat. The pain of parting is nothing to the joy of meeting again. I don't know who that is. No? I thought for sure you would have gotten that one. Charles Dickens? Ah, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Which is why I'm skedaddling out of town. But you hang in there, Titus. One night, we'll cross paths again. I pinky swear. Goodbye, Marlo. That night, the Second Inquisition scorched parts of the city on their way out of town. But they didn't raise it to the ground. And once it was safe, the kindred of Port Saga came out to take stock of the damage and reinstate Prince Hale. Primogen. Who do you call Prince? We call Adelaide Hale Prince on behalf of Clan Ventrue. Clan Malkavian also calls Adelaide Hale Prince. As do the Tremere. We call Adelaide Hale Prince. Primogen Zelda? Adelaide Hale is our Prince. Primogen Valentine? Clan Toreador calls the Foxiest of all Ventrue, Adelaide Hale, motherfucking prince. Through the wisdom of the Primogen Council, I am once again your prince. And while there will be ample time for reconciliation, I must address certain items immediately. First, Keisha Troy. The Duskborn leader steps forward. We recognize your assistance in our ascension. To that end, I revoke Alexander Quill's policy of thin blood incarceration. I release any remaining thin bloods, and you are free to leave the city. 
What about those Duskborn who wish to stay? I gift the aquarium and the five-block area surrounding it to the thin... Duskborn. So long as you uphold the traditions, the territory will remain under my authority and protection, and you will be considered lawful citizens of Port Saga. Thank you. Are we satisfied, then? Keisha points a finger at Dante. What about him? Mr. Mendoza has broken several traditions within my domain. Justice must be served. Which is nothing compared to what he's done to us. I have already agreed to release your people and have given you sanctuary. He tortured us. And he will answer for his crimes. Excuse me. With two words, Dante captures the attention of the boat. I choose to go with Miss Troy and her people. You know they'll kill you, right? Perhaps. Or perhaps I can convince them of the greatness of my work while I atone for my actions. I leave the choice to you, Mr. Reed. Keisha focuses her attention on me as an added incentive to make the right one. Yep. I guess we're letting him go. Very well. I release Mr. Mendoza into the custody of Miss Troy. But if I see him again, the city will take what he owes. I can agree with that. Dante goes to stand beside Keisha, though not before offering me a Cheshire grin. Next item. I invite the Lasombra Constance to be my domain's principle of faith. Do you accept? I do. Thank you, Your Majesty. Note that this action is a reward for past work and does not beholden my office to any future promise or bargain or vote pertaining to Clan Lasombra. Zelda frowns from her dark nook. Lastly, Miss Rebel Everhart. Would you serve as my sheriff once again? As Rebel weighs her options, she glances at familiar faces like me, Lysander, and Keisha. Then, she nods. I accept, if only to make sure you uphold your deal with the Duskborn. Thank you. Mm. Nice. I'm putting three-way back on the wish list. And on that note, we adjourn. As the formal part of the evening gives way to a more social atmosphere, I approach Prince Hale. What about me? Whatever do you mean? I never killed Locke. No, but you did remove him from the board. We will honor our agreement, Mr. Reed. Consider your debts to Clan Ventru settled. Ah, save one. Hello, Edmund. One what? One major boon for answering the phone after a certain Malkavian nearly shit himself in an ice cream truck. Fair point. When you're ready, see me. We have much to discuss. Do we? The city needs... a herald. Are... Are you asking me to be your herald? <laughs> you locked me up. Twice. Not only have you proven your talent for survival, even when the odds are against you, you also remain to fight for this city. Thank you, Your Majesty. I accept. Besides, I don't know anyone with as much experience as you do at owing boons. Was... wait, was that a joke? 
Yes. <laughs> I'd be honored. Good. I take my leave of the prince and stroll the promenade deck to the bow, meeting Zelda at the railing. Primogen? Harold? Answer me something. If I can. This all play out the way you want it? There is no profit in voting against a sure thing. Hopefully, when it comes to the Lasombra, Hale will realize the same. Maybe you can help change your mind. Still so young, so naive. Yeah? Their embrace made them lovely, and their sires made them rich. They call themselves high clans and indulge in the privileges of their rank. You and I, Titus, will always be low clan to them. Less than, strange, and flawed. They will never give us power or treat us as equals, so we must take it by hook or by crook. Hale thinks this is the end of something. Believe me when I say that it is only the beginning. And then I blinked, and she was gone. Primogen Valentine. Sheriff Everhart. Titus. Harold Reed, actually. <laughs> she did not. Yes, she did. Oh, this is the real bullshit. Congratulations. Thank you, Ezra. A young Malkavian is coming to us very soon. I believe they would benefit from hearing your story. What am I? A cautionary tale? That is for you to decide, but I know Lawrence would be proud. You know, all of us together like this, we make a pretty good team. <laughs> when we're not yelling at each other. Listen, whatever dangers lurk ahead, whatever adventures, I will be right there with you. I promise. I'll hold you to it. Ah, T. You gonna make me cry. Hey, we're gonna head over to Best Pizza Ever for a quick bite. You wanna join us? There's something I have to do, but maybe I'll catch up with you guys later. I stand on a rocky cliff below the Port Saga lighthouse, holding Lawrence's urn. From my overlook, I contemplate the Atlantic with its foaming, black waves and briny smell. I had considered keeping his ashes with me, but I think he would prefer to rest here. In the ocean he loved, along the shoreline of the city he served. If I hadn't said goodbye to you before, I wouldn't have to do it now. And I know I can't change the past. It's about, it's about using this lesson to make different decisions in the future. I thought I'd be prepared to live without you. Ready, you know? I waited, hoping time would soothe enough of grief's sting, but <laughs> who am I kidding? It wasn't ever going to be easy. Because of you, I died as Charlie Evans but was reborn as Titus Reed. You saw every facet of me, 
good and bad, and still asked me to stay. Victim, survivor, lover, monster, you understood that. You understood that I was all of these and loved me nonetheless. Thank you for helping me understand and daring me to be better. I screw off the lid and cast Lawrence's ashes into the sea. How do you find redemption as a creature whose existence relies almost exclusively on violence and very rarely ever regret? By reminding them that it's easy to be a monster. The challenge is to be human. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dane Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Marta De Silva, Kalina Anderson, Michelle Wynn Bradley, Luke Hales, Andrew Alandi, Stephanie Tobin, Ryan Omega, Riley Silverman, Greg Berry, Aaron Ducky Lorette, Brad Hardwick, Gabrielle Atkins, and Jennifer Manning. Sound design by Rachel J. Wilkinson. Mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com.